0: Welcome to the Witch Money podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week.
1: If I was to say to anyone, uh, if you don't give me a £1,000, then I'm going to do X, when I know that X is untrue, then that's blackmail or extortion.
2: Everyone I tried to get to help me, as in like companies and stuff, would... Just
0: not that helpful, also, it just wasn't
3: my fault. You know, this is unknown territory for me. I'd always had a very good credit score, I'd never had any problems applying for credit.
0: For this episode, I'll start by passing you into the hands of which money journalist Charlotte Gifford for her investigation into credit report errors and the havoc they can wreak with your personal finances. You'll be hearing from people who've been chased for debts they didn't owe, threatened with higher mortgage rates and denied credit completely, all due to an erroneous entry on their credit report, making them look like a risky borrower. Plus, you'll hear the story of a man who took a debt collection agency to court and won over damage to his credit rating. I'll then be back with Charlotte to discuss who's to blame for these errors. And while so much of the responsibility still lies on the consumer, how crucial it is to check yours and what to do if you spot an error. We are which.
4: You're applying for a new mobile phone contract when the company gives you some bad news. You haven't passed their credit check, so they're turning you away. But that doesn't make sense. You have an income, you've never been in debt, your financial history is totally clean. So what's going on? It's only when you check your credit report that you realise what the problem is. It contains incorrect information that's making you look like a risky borrower. If you had an error on your credit report, would you know about it? Chances are, probably not. Six in ten WITCH members told us they hadn't checked their credit report in the past three years, and 46% of the UK population have never checked theirs, according to a recent YouGov survey. Your credit report, which contains information like your home addresses and bank accounts, is used by credit reference agencies to paint a picture of you as a borrower. So if something's amiss, it can seriously dent your credit score, meaning it will be more expensive for you to borrow money. This is the situation Vicky Crowe found herself in when she discovered an error on her report.
2: I got an email saying that my score, I think it was a clear score, that my score had gone down by quite a lot. And I thought, well, maybe that's just because I've got a mortgage now and all of these things have happened so and I think I'd also recently I'd recently cancelled a credit card as well so I was like okay I don't have any credit cards now and I don't have and I've got this new mortgage maybe that's the issue Um, but then I went to look at it and because when I when I started looking at it I realized that it was still associating me with an address that I hadn't lived at for about four years and I'd only lived there for a year so I was really confused about why why that had happened because I'd always updated my addresses with my banks and when I was I was registered to vote in all my new addresses every time I moved. So I was really
4: confused. The incorrect address wasn't the only thing wrong with Vicky's credit report. Bizarrely, a bunch of data that should have been there was missing.
2: This issue showed that I had no bank accounts according to the credit companies which is obviously not great for your credit score. It makes it look like you don't have any money or income, or it makes you seem like a really unreliable lender.
4: There are three main credit reference agencies that collect data about you. Experian, Equifax and TransUnion. Lenders aren't obliged to give data to all three. So while one report could contain an error, another might not. Vicky's bank accounts were missing on two of her credit reports, suggesting the issue lay with her bank, Lloyd's, and not the credit reference agencies. None of this was Vicky's fault, but she was the one who had to deal with the consequences.
2: It's just really, really scary to watch it, like, because it's on, like, a dial and it just goes, like, lower and lower. It's like when your car's running out of fuel and you're like, I need to get to
4: the petrol station. Because the error made it likely she'd get rejected, Vicky decided to hold off on a credit card application. She told me how frustrating it was to have to organise her life around the error. kind of like putting plans on pause over something that's not really your fault. She was lucky that was the only plan it put on pause, because left unchecked, errors can seriously derail your financial plans, as James Gaby's story shows.
5: I'm James Gaby, 49 years old. I'm a company owner so I own my company Ashworth with my other partner. We've got a turnover of 50 million in the UK. We employ 85 people. I consider myself to be a very, you know, responsible person. I've never had any debt problems or finance problems at, at all in my life.
4: James Gabey is probably the last person you'd expect to have a poor credit score. His had always been rated excellent by the credit reference agencies but it was wrecked because of one small mistake.
5: It was uh, when I realised that there was a problem with my credit score. It was when I was uh, taking a mortgage out to buy, to buy my house and my financial advisor said to me, or my mortgage advisor, I'm sorry, said to me, I assume that your credit score's fine. I said, yeah, no problem. He said, when did you last check it? I said, I, I don't know. I don't think I ever have. So he suggested I went online, which I did. I went on to Experian and I was really alarmed and really shocked that my credit score came up as very poor. Um, And I quickly ascertained that it was because I had a default on my uh, Vodafone account.
4: James had taken out the Vodafone contract years ago for his daughter, who then closed it without realising there was a final payment due. James hadn't even known the account was still in his name, so he was unaware of the default. Missed payments are one of the biggest red flags for lenders, and they can leave a mark on your credit file for up to six years. So it's no surprise they're the most common credit report entry that people dispute, according to Experian. When he found out about the default payment mark, James knew he needed to get it removed urgently to limit the damage it could do.
5: So when I found out about it, I thought, okay, um, what I need to do is take some swift action because my mortgage application was in full swing. I'd made an offer on the house I wanted to buy and my mortgage advisor had said, this is gonna be a problem. Um, It may mean that you can get a mortgage that you may have to go to a lender that is gonna be a higher higher interest, lender because they they will potentially look at your credit rating and it will be an issue so i said look i can get this sorted out i'm sure when i speak to vodafone that they'll understand it's been a genuine oversight
4: he paid the amount owed hoping that would be the end of it but james was about to run into an issue we found coming up again and again during our investigation and that's that getting errors removed from your credit file can be unnecessarily stressful and time consuming
5: every time i i basically begged Vodafone to help me. I said that, you know, there must be somebody that can help me. I realised again quite quickly that I was just getting conflicting information and that it was very, very difficult to speak to somebody that could really understand my position and help.
4: Here's what should happen when you dispute information on your credit report. First, you go to the credit reference agency. But often, it's the lender that's recorded the error, so the credit reference agency will probably tell you to approach them directly. The lender then investigates on your behalf and gives the credit reference agency permission to remove the error from your report. According to UK GDPR principles, companies are supposed to correct inaccuracies in your personal data without delay. Ideally, the whole process takes less than a month. But it doesn't always go so smoothly, especially if the lender's being difficult. When we spoke to hundreds of people who discovered an error on their credit report, 13% said it took months before it was removed, and some said it took years. Until the error is removed, it can continue to wreak havoc with your credit score. Because Vodafone wouldn't give permission for its removal, the default payment mark ended up affecting James's mortgage application.
5: I, d- I did feel helpless, and I did feel that my, my house at that time was slipping away from me. And actually, that that is what happened. Although I was unable to borrow the full amount that I needed to because of my credit score um, from Nationwide Building Society, I had to use a fairly considerable chunk of my savings to put in as an increased deposit because of my, 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 my credit score at that time.
4: It really doesn't seem fair that someone should have to go through all that stress and make a real dent in their savings just because a relative accidentally missed a mobile phone payment.
5: It's such a draconian, such a heavy, heavy punishment on an individual. It, it, it certainly doesn't, you know, you talk about consequence and does the consequence fit the action? And in this case, and I think in a lot of these cases, the consequences for the individual are, are very, very severe. If I'm being absolutely honest with you, Charlotte, from a personal point of view, I've got as I've said to you earlier, a company which I run, which takes a lot of my time. I did find this whole experience with Vodafone extremely stressful. It was at a point where I was at a critical stage with regard to purchasing a house. We had Covid going on in the background, so we were fighting to navigate our business through a very difficult trading period.
4: When the company behind the error won't engage with you, it's easy to feel like there's no one left to turn to. We spoke to one person, named James Incel, who actually ended up taking the company to court after the problems caused by his credit report error continued to mount up. Like James Gaby, he had a default with Vodafone that was causing him problems with mortgage and credit card applications. The saga began when he went to a Curry's PC world in Crawley in 2017 to buy a new mobile phone router. And a staff member missold him a data plan, which meant he racked up hundreds of pounds worth of data charges with Vodafone, which he believed he didn't owe.
3: You know, I was adamant that I was in the right, and I certainly wasn't going to pay a penny to Vodafone without my complaint being addressed.
4: If you don't make a default payment to a company, they'll pass you on to a debt collection agency. And if you don't pay them, they might issue a court claim against you. This is exactly what happened to James Incel. Three years after that day in Curry's PC World, he received a letter from Lowell Debt Collection Agency saying they were taking him to court for the debt. But James Insell wasn't backing down.
3: So I thought, right, I'm going to have to defend this claim, explain my position formally, and in fact, put together a counterclaim as well.
4: James Insell didn't know the legality of the company's actions against him, so he did some background research. That's how he found out about the case of Richard Durkin, who was awarded damages at the Supreme Court in Scotland in 2014 after a 16-year-long legal battle, where he argued that a bank had breached their duty of care to him by recording incorrect defaults and ruining his credit rating.
3: So I thought that was quite interesting and had parallels with my own case. And so I tried to make contact with the legal representative in in that case, of Mr Durkin and actually managed to get through to Mr Andrew Smith, QC.
4: Andrew Smith has over 30 years of court experience. He's represented clients in application to the European Court of Human Rights, and he's passionate about defending individuals against large corporations. So he felt compelled to take up James's case.
1: He emailed my chambers and I had a look at it. And I was happy to do the case, uh, that case, not encouraging this, but uh, Happy to do the case on a pro bono basis and also with direct public access that some barristers can can deal with. I certainly can. So uh, he, he got the services free of charge, but I thought it was such an interesting little case.
4: The case was heard at trial at Haverford West County Court in the summer of 2021.
3: And I'm pleased to say that the judge decided that um, there was no debt owed, that they didn't have, uh, they haven't established title to sue even, standing to sue, and that indeed Lowell had breached their duty of care to me by registering the account as being in default with the credit reference agencies.
4: James Insole was awarded £5,000 in damages after the judge ruled that it was unlawful for Lowell to have reported the default to credit reference agencies while it was still in dispute. As Andrew explains, if creditors report you to credit reference agencies before they've sufficiently investigated errors, then your credit score is almost being used as a weapon against you.
1: If I was to say to anyone, uh, if you don't give me £1,000, then I'm going to do X, when I know that X is untrue, then that's blackmail or extortion.
4: The court victories of James Insam and Richard Durkin should make it easier for people to pursue legal action against companies that fail to investigate credit report errors properly and may lead to more people claiming damages from those who've reported false defaults. But people shouldn't have to take companies all the way to court just to set the record straight. Really, companies should meet their duty of care to consumers in the first place. The UK's data protection watchdog, the Information Commissioner's Office, states that companies must adequately train staff to be able to recognise and action inquiries about credit information so that they can investigate errors in a timely manner. It's worrying that both James Gaby and Vicky said that the companies didn't seem to understand their responsibility to investigate the errors or know their own procedures for doing so.
2: When I spoke to them, it was like they didn't know they didn't know anything about this type of thing, like it never happened before and felt really like amateurish, which I was quite surprised by because I've been with Lloyds for a long time and I've not really experienced that before.
4: Poor staff knowledge can seriously delay much-needed corrections to people's personal information. And if the company really won't engage and grant the credit reference agency permission to update your report, it can leave you in limbo. Despite James's repeated attempts to escalate his complaint and get help, Vodafone is unwilling to remove the mark from his file. They told us, After investigating the case, we can confirm the correct collections procedure was followed, and as such... We are not able to remove the default payment mark from the customer's credit history.
5: I decided that I would reach out to Which um, because I still want to get this resolved, I still feel that there's been treated extremely unfairly and that nobody listened to reason. And it's, a, it's actually a very isolating experience as well because you do feel that you're kind of slipping through the cracks a little bit when your credit score can be affected so dramatically with one and I will call it a mistake because I know if you read probably the contract from Vodafone, the one I must have signed all those years ago, that I am liable for any mispayments. I accept that, but what I can't accept is the fact that with everybody I spoke to at Vodafone, all the time that I spent trying to explain my position, that I was never given any help, and I was never uh, treated in any way in any way fairly. In my mind.
4: Vodafone also said they advise all customers to ensure contact information on their account is kept up to date to ensure important communications are not missed. Again and again, when companies wreck people's credit scores, they blame the individual for not ensuring their records are accurate. But just as you have a responsibility to ensure your records are accurate, companies also have a responsibility to report correct information about you, investigate complaints about your information in a timely manner, and rectify information that's causing you harm. It's clear companies must do more to make sure this happens. Should you really have to suffer such serious damage to your financial reputation just because of one small mistake?
0: We are Which. Thanks so much for sharing your investigation, Charlotte, and for joining me now. I'd like to go into more detail on this point of responsibility. As you said at the end of your piece, much of the onus is on companies to correctly report information to credit reference agencies. But before we delve deeper into that side of it, Can we talk about the responsibility that, like it or not, currently falls on consumers to make sure our credit score is accurate and in the best possible shape? You mentioned the three main agencies, Experian, Equifax and TransUnion. Do you need to check all three and what does this process involve?
4: So one thing that often catches people out, I think, is that there are three credit reference agencies, as you say. So it's Mm. really important to actually check all three reports with those three agencies Um, and the reason why that is is because they don't actually get the same data necessarily from the same lenders so you could have a good credit score with one of them and actually have quite a bad one with another so it's really important to check all three um, especially before making a credit application because if you do that and you have a bad score with one that the lender uses then that could result in a credit rejection which looks even worse for your credit score. Um, So how you check your credit reports is basically the best way is to do it for free using um, for Experian it's Money Saving Expert Credit Club you can sign up and they'll give you monthly updates about how your score is changing Um, for Equifax it's ClearScore and for
0: TransUnion it's Credit Karma. And in terms of the actual score itself, each of those big three credit reference agencies use a different scale. So you will more than likely have different numerical scores with each one. But thankfully, they do use the same categories, and they're fair, good and excellent. So Charlotte, what do these mean for you in reality? Are you likely to get the best rate on a credit card, for example, with an average so called good score? It really depends Lucia. So
4: different companies have different lending criteria. So in one case, you might have a good credit score and be able to get quite a good deal on a credit card. But for another lender, that might not be enough. It really does depend. Um, But obviously, the higher your score is, the more likely you'll get those good deals. So that's why it's really important to try and improve your score uh, as much as possible to get the lower rates on mortgages and loans, for example.
0: Okay, so let's say you've got your credit reports in front of you and you spot an error. This could be a default on your account or the wrong address, like we heard earlier, It could be another error in your personal details or an account that's been opened in your name without you knowing or any number of reporting errors like wrong credit limits or missed payment dates. What should you do if you think you've spotted something awry and in an ideal situation, what should then happen and how long do companies have to investigate? So ideally,
4: you'd report the error to the credit reference agency first. Mm -hmm. It will add a notice of dispute to the entry on your report. So organisations looking at it can know that it's inaccurate. The credit reference agency um, then will contact the lender on your behalf. Um, TransUnion and Equifax do this as standard procedure. You'll have to actually ask Experian to do it for you. Um, They actually kind of encourage you to get in touch with the lender directly which you could do to speed things along, but it really does depend. Sometimes that can put you in the situation where you're having difficult conversations with the lender when it might be easier to to put it back on the credit reference agency. Mm. Um, ideally, the lender will then get back to the credit reference agency within 28 days, and if they agree that it's incorrect, then the disputed error will be removed from your reports. But in any case, the credit reference agency has to get back with you with findings from its investigation within a month.
0: Then if you can't resolve it in this way, a month has passed, and and obviously we heard of James taking it to court in that quite extreme case. Is there anything you can do before it gets to that stage?
4: So if you really think that the information is incorrect and the lender hasn't given the credit reference agency permission to remove it, then you can escalate your complaint by complaining to the financial ombudsman service, Or alternatively, you could contact the Information Commissioner. Now, the situation in which it might be best to contact the Information Commissioner is if you've contacted the lender about the incorrect information. You've given them at least one month to reply, but they haven't responded to you and aren't engaging with you. Similarly, if the credit reference agency hasn't gotten back to you within a month, that would be a scenario to approach the Information Commissioner. Or if you've asked for a notice of correction to be added to your credit file, but the credit reference agency won't add it. So those are the two main bodies you can go to if um, if you really think that it's incorrect and it isn't being addressed.
0: Much of the legwork falls on consumers here. Now, can we talk about the elephant in the room, the responsibility of the banks or the gas companies, the mobile companies and, of course, the credit reference agencies? I should first say we heard from Vodafone earlier in the show and we have a comment from Lloyds Bank on the investigation as well. A spokesperson said, while all the information we held on Miss Crow was up to date and reported correctly to the credit reference agency, we recognise we could have helped Miss Crow more and have made a payment to her in recognition of this. Now, generally speaking, moving from these examples to the bigger picture, there seems to be a huge question here around who's to blame for mistakes and what more needs to be done, because there can be so much at stake for consumers when they have an error on their credit report. Just yesterday, there was a story published on The Guardian about someone who missed out on buying a house because an error default on their report meant they couldn't get a mortgage. So Charlotte, what changes would we like to see to make the system better for consumers and are any of these on the horizon?
4: So as you say, Lucia, these credit report errors can really have a massive impact on people's finances. And it's clear that companies aren't doing enough to investigate them in a timely manner. Um, it seems that like part of the problem there is that knowledge of credit report errors is, is still actually quite poor at companies. So it's just really important that people are aware of their right to have correct information reported about them and to have errors investigated properly and quickly to minimise the damage they can inflict. But it's, it's really important that companies take responsibility for that, that it's not all just put on the consumer. <laughs>
0: Thanks again to Charlotte and thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money podcast. Now, if you do have a minute, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening today. Do share your feedback, any questions you have on the topics we've covered. And if you have enjoyed it, a little five stars would be very much appreciated. And of course, you can also find us on social media at Witch Money and online at witch.co.uk forward slash money. This episode of the Witch Money podcast was recorded and produced by Rob Lilly, with additional support by Ian Aikman.